our top five practical effects movies. Do you guys have your lists ready to go? Yeah, this was actually a hard list to make. I realized, cause like, you know, I like a lot of, you know, good movies and a lot of them from like the nineties and stuff like that that we think of, you know, were practical effects because CGI wasn't accessible. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of movies where it's like, I didn't know it had practical effects yeah. in it cause they did such a good job with it. So you have to go back and find those really good scenes and realize that they're practical effects. Yeah. Did you have better luck than that setting up your list? Uh, yeah, I actually was pretty quick because some of the movies that I try to remember uh, just like hit me because I still watch them sometimes like on, uh, here and there. So once I kind of like realized which which ones were using practical effects and and that I believe still hold up really well. Um, yeah, it was a little easier for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's should we do a judge or should we no, do no judge? What do you guys think? I say no, no judge. judge. Yeah, we're just saying that's what, what we think are the best. Okay, and then we'll discuss them out. Okay. Yeah, um, Frank's scared of losing. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> okay. Don't make me bust up the Tiana rule on you and just shut you down. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, Jonathan. Let's start with you then. What is your number five? Uh, we'll go. We'll go from five to one if we're gonna do no judge. Oh yeah, because we're not competing. Okay. Uh, for number five, I put uh, Terminator Two. You guys remember okay. that one? Yeah, uh, I didn't uh, say anything. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were several scenes. Uh, I had this is one of the many of them. I had to watch uh, videos of other people explaining which parts were were um, practical effects. Uh, but the villain, I can't remember his name, but the the bad dude in liquid that one, they would shoot him. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, and he would be like splats of liquid metal and stuff like that, and then he got T one thousand. There you go. <laughs> uh, all that stuff was practical effects, which is cool, except for when they like fused him back together. That was yeah, because famously he's CGI. one of the first CGI characters too. So it's kind of an interesting pick for best practical effects. Yeah, not that you're not but, right, but I'm just saying like it's kind of funny that that's also happens to be best CGI. Too. Yeah, mix of the both. Because yeah, when you see like the actor running and he's all deformed and stuff like yeah. that, then that's you know practical effects. But yeah, he does walk in the silver form and stuff like that too uh, in several scenes. Yeah. Uh, the the dream where where she's being blown up by the nuke. Can you see? Was it Sarah Connor? Mm -hmm. Her skin getting ripped from her flesh and from her bones, stuff like that. That was all practical effects. Uh, and then the robots. I I had to watch this twice. The the scene where you see it's like uh, what's gonna happen in the future, and you see the like the it's a iconic. It was on the trailers, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the robots walking and the laser eyes and Smashes all that stuff. The skull. Yeah, that was uh layers of practical effects where they would like film the background footage of what's going on. And then the actual robots themselves were uh, stop motion, which is funny because mm. it's so realistic. It's so effective for robots walking. Mm -hmm. We just don't realize it because it doesn't look like Gumby. It's, you know, it's robots. So it was a really cool mix of it. How they did yeah. that. That's a good one. Um, all right, I'll go next. I'm going to go with Apollo 13 with Mr. Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon oh. in LA. Uh, I freaking love that movie, first of all. Just throw that out there. But also... <laughs> So they were floatless in space and Ron Howard's trying to figure out like, how am I going to make these guys float in space, right? So what they did is they built the inside of the shuttle, all the parts that have to be floatless, into the vomit rocket, the vomit comet, sorry, um, which is the plane that uh, notoriously dives to, to mm -hmm. get float. I think it's a 747, but it dives so they can get float. Uh, uh, gosh, dang it. What am I Simu thinking? Simulate uh, zero gravity. Thank you. Those are the words I was looking yeah. for. And so they would film the scenes while the plane's diving. And mm -hmm. get them like flying in the air mm -hmm. and like having to oh, talk and know their lines before the plane goes back up and does it again and just keep going yeah. up and down. And so if I, I believe that was only 20 seconds at a time that they would have that zero gravity and Is then it? they'd have to pull back up and reset. Yeah. 
So they have to get 20 seconds of these guys yeah. pushing a pen and playing around or whatever they're doing in those scenes. And then, all right, guys, let's reset. Let's get back up. It's like, man, how nauseous would you be going zero G and then and you go from zero to like double G, right? Like yeah. you, you have to climb like you would in a plane when you're taking off. Mm-hmm. So you'd be going back and forth from floating to heavy gravity every 20 seconds or so. <laughs> That'd be terrible. And nowadays we would have just CGI that plane, that, that pen floating around or whatever. And instead they had to spend how much fuel yeah. to get a shot of a oh, pen yeah. spinning, you know, like, so, <laughs> and, and Tom Hanks's time, it's Tom Hanks, dang it. So, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, after that, you're like, okay, now you're going to do a movie where the plane crashes. And, uh, <laughs> I just think that's, that's, that's a really good movie. If you guys haven't seen it, it really still holds up quite well. That's amazing how well it holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's practical effects. Yeah. If it was done with CGI, you probably could see like, oh, this doesn't look, no, but it's because it's real. It does hold up. Quicks, what do you got, man? Yeah, my number five, I'm going to agree with John as Terminator 2. I was really uh, loving the fact that how much of the deforming of the T-1000 uh, they would create. Uh, obviously, you said with the head exploding, but then like you got like, the tour like, ripped between the shoulders all the way down. And, and I think these people are walking in these outfits that literally look like, you know, something see-through. Um, so that, that was kind of like my big thing. And some of the stuff, too, where it's like if the, half the body was blown up, and it had that liquid look that they would do some type of machinery for the legs to keep moving or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what really uh, got me excited. Um, just on, it's crazy because it's just on that one character alone that you're like, damn, there's so much work put into that. That's it's crazy cool. how something real too, like practical effects, right, <sighs> holds up compared to something like CGI. But, and the, but it, uh, you put the little mixture together though, and you're like, oh my gosh, which we'll probably, I'm going to talk about one of these here soon. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you always think it was real the whole time, but yeah, there's, there's like a though. rule where it's like the, the far away shots, the wide shots, I think we're supposed to be CGI and then the close-ups are practical effects. And mm-hmm. I think it's Starship Trooper. That's kind of like the one that was the example of them doing that. Right. And, uh, you could tell when somebody nails it, like, you know, I'm sure like you say, well, we'll talk about it in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, what do you got for number four? My number four is going to be Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, they could apply to pretty much all the Jurassic Parks because they used a lot of practical effects in all of them and they would do a mix, you know, yeah. uh, of both in a lot of cases. But uh, from the original one, the T-Rex itself, they had several scenes where it was CGI, but a lot of scenes where they had to actually, they built a large hydraulic T-Rex to, to move and do the close-up scenes and yeah. eyes and, and mouth moving and stuff like that. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, but I also saw a video where they were explaining that when it came through the glass of the the little Humvee thing that they would drive drive around and the girls like screaming because it's coming down. It's trying to get them. So that was all not planned. It was supposed to like push against the glass and it failed. It broke. And because he had notoriously had all kinds of issues with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was falling through the glass. And this is, you know, thousands of pounds of machinery that's yeah. falling on this girl. So not only is she like, ah, I'm scared there's a dinosaur. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, I'm getting crushed by equipment. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's super realistic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That's another one we could do where it's like best <laughs> acting moments because something got messed up or something like that. Because that reminds me of very much oh. The Shining where they didn't tell, I can't remember oh. her name. They didn't tell the actress <laughs> That's so messed that he's going to break through the wall and start trying to kill her. Yeah. And so all of a sudden uh. she's like, ah, it's because like, yeah, Jack Nicholson's trying to kill me. <laughs> it's like, nah, I just right. <laughs> And that's like uh, Leo DiCaprio and uh, gosh, what's that Django movie? And Ch- or, yeah, God, every Django time Django and Chain, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, rubbing blood on that woman's face. Like, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. <laughs> that's... Oh, so many, so many problems right there. I so just many watched him again. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. God, he's so good in that movie. Oh, yeah. it's, it's oh, so crazy. I don't. I don't think seen I've seen the uh, flower 
some sunflower yeah what is that um killers of the flower moon yeah yeah okay yeah yeah did you like it yeah he was really good in that i yeah. the movie the movie was probably too accurate to history because it's sad about how terrible white people are oh. um, <laughs> like oh, okay. in general sorry white i haven't heard sucks. about this before Jonathan. <laughs> damn yeah. all right what happened to john he's such a hate, white person hater nowadays <laughs> right uh, no, but, i mean it was a well-made movie for sure um but at the end all the terrible things that the white person does they pretty yeah. much get away with it um so that's not great but good movie kind of long i think they could have shortened it up at least 30 minutes or so but uh just in editing um but yeah good movie you should definitely give it a shot mm-hmm. to watch it, yeah, it especially out. when it's out on streaming everybody should watch it then but yeah if it's still in theaters you know that's like once upon a time in, Mex- in hollywood it's so good it's incredible but it is a little long mm-hmm. um and yeah. that was the adverse of, uh, thing where it's like it's loosely based on true true events, the uh, Manson family murders, but at the end, it spoiler alert, I guess, but I'm gonna just tell you, um, just kind of like it reminds me very much of like Glorious Bastards. It's like, what if yeah, what this twist. happened instead? <laughs> yeah, and and it changed the the ending of the actual event. So it's kind of sad when you know what really happens because you're like, oh, this is a happy ending, and that's not how it happened. Actually, people died, and so yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty. It's a it's a fantastic movie. Jonathan, if you haven't seen it yet, it's totally worth your time. And he does a really good job yeah. in it. And Brad Pitt too kills it. Yeah. Um, okay. My- I think we should see more of those where they change history a little bit to make it like a better ending story because we know history how yeah. crappy it was. And but I, I like that when they do that little tweak at the end. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun when you know it, know it too. So like you understand that it's a different and that, that way it's more impactful. Because if you watched into that movie and you didn't know about you know yeah. the, fam- the Manson family <laughs> didn't go this way, they went that way, then you would have been like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. just chill ending. But it's a whole different story. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my number four is gonna be the thing because my god, Ooh, yeah. the the monster makeup in that thing when the thing's breaking out of bodies and it's doing this, uh, it's still creeps me out today. Um, mm. And that's something that we would definitely want to CGI. I think like Doom, the movie Doom, kind of tried to do that a little bit with it. Um, just amazing makeup, amazing monster effects. It's fantastic. It truly is. Uh, yeah. And to this day, people are always trying to guess who was actually the thing this whole time and stuff like that. And I just saw a clip from a Stephen Colbert interview where um, I can't remember his name. God, I can't remember any names today, but they were asking him, like, do you know who it is? And he's like, yeah, if you watch the movie and you pay attention, you'll see who actually is the thing at the end and stuff. Mm. But uh, so I got to I got to rewatch it because it's been a while and try to figure out for myself. It's, it's such a good movie. Squeaks, what do you got for number four? Yeah, so number four, we talked about it earlier. Uh, it's going to be Jaws. And I think it's because of the work that went into the the shark itself and how unsuccessful it was, but how Steven Spielberg is a genius and made it work. On top of that, I mean, it's a lot of like uh, sea, uh, sea filming, right? We got mm-hmm. actual boats. It's not some fake stuff that we see now that just worries about a big megalodon and you're just in a green screen all around you. So um, I do. It's just some of these things that turn me on when we're look, t- looking uh, doing our, our research on these practical effects is the effort that it was to get yeah. to a location that we don't see all the time anymore. And it, it, it is nice when we do see it. Like, I think Ring of Powers, then they film. Well, I know Game of Thrones did, but didn't Ring of Powers locate somewhere to do some filming? I could be wrong. I they, they, they were in New Zealand for a lot of their stuff. I know New that Zealand. Much. Okay. Yeah. So it's like some of that is not there anymore. And yeah. that's what I really appreciate about John's practical effects is that. Uh, yeah okay the shark thing being on the boats but yeah the effort that it took to actually make this movie now and to double down on that if you're if you live in california you've been to universal studios and you've seen where they filmed jaws in that pond and you're like Mm -hmm. how the hell did that work how yeah yeah (laughs) and it just blows your mind and then you see the shark there too of course 
But yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like it would work. But then, like, if you're watching it, you're just like, this is movie magic. This is Steven Spielberg. He had to invent a camera technique to get that underwater, above water effect. That was invented for the movie. There's all kinds of things that they had to do mechanically yeah. to make that movie work. And the fact that it didn't work again is kind of the reason it worked so well. And that's, that's just... <clears throat> And and the shark though, I don't think I could do it to where I know that's a fake shark, but I'm not fucking getting that water. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you're feeling, but I can't do it. I always for like uh, uh, um Fourth of July, I always scoot the couch real close up to the TV and like wash the thing like it's in a theater. I love I love Jaws <laughs> in the summertime. It's such a good summertime movie. Um, there's all kinds of film history stuff on that movie. That's it's just legendary. It's really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, so we're moving on to number three, John. What you got for number three? Number three is a little more general than everything else. It's probably not fair, but uh, I'm just going to go with star Trek because that is, <laughs> and I know that's, that, that's a massive, <laughs> that's a massive net, but um, the detail that they put in the characters that, you know, especially old star Trek had very little budget and, you know, new star Trek's oh, okay, a lot, yeah. a lot more budget and there's a lot of CGI and stuff like that. And there's a lot of scenes and sets and planets that they CGI, but the characters themselves are almost always all practical effect. So they do such a good job of making so many, such a high volume of alien races so uniquely designed with, you know, just movie makeup and, and you know, practical effects. So, uh, yeah, in general. I, I want to add to yours, Jonathan. Uh, the, when you said that at first, I was like, that's a lot of CGI in that, though. And when you think of the original mm -hmm. series, no. I mean, mm -hmm. they actually had the model ship yeah. that they were doing, the, doing filming of the model ship. Oh. That, yeah, I guess that's another thing I should have touched on is almost all the ship shots from several of the series but especially the original series is just a, a model yeah. but you think it's just the original series in next generation, next generation they still yeah. had a a yeah a model the size of a volkswagen bug that would hang in the middle of a room and they would pass the camera back across it with different lighting and stuff like that to get the shots that they would you know they would put a background of stars behind it and stuff but that was all practical effects i love stars insane <laughs> so much just yeah. talking about it gets me all happy uh yeah and yeah. then like i remember when you guys were covering it on trek freaks uh, you guys would talk about like, oh, hey, this cave, we've seen it in this episode and that episode. Like, there's always the same cave. Yeah. It's just like turning, the camera was turning a different direction, whatever. It's, it's so smart. Yeah. Um, all and right. they, they would redecorate it to add spider webs or different lighting and yeah. stuff like that. Like this one's purple, that one was green. Else. Yeah. yeah. My number three, oh, God, I, I think I have to say it just because I think it has to be on this list. And I don't know if you're going to do it. I'll just say it now. Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Nolan. Oh, I, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Christopher Nolan did, uh, worked extra hard to make sure there's a lot of practical effects, especially with the nuclear bombs going off. And I think for a lot of people, this is going to mm -hmm. be number one on their list. Um, now, I'll, I'll admit nostalgia is kind of kicking on number two and one. But um, it, it, it's Christopher Nolan. And I wanted to pick one of his movies because he likes to use practical effects as much as possible. Even in things like Interstellar, there's more practical effects than you would assume. And um, it, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Prestige, there's very little CGI at all. And that's all about illusions. And they pull those illusions off mm -hmm. because they actually did the illusions. And that's super cool. Mm -hmm. So um, Christopher Nolan in general, but I'll use Oppenheimer as his example of, of a super good one. Nice. Squeaky. Yeah. So my number three is going to be Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. what I, yeah. Yeah. A lot of what I like was uh, from something so subtle to creating uh, the character who has like this rip in his mouth. And yeah. when he's sewing himself up, uh, something a little like that to these outrageous costumes of right the the uh, oh god a monster looking guy with the uh, the uh, eye in his hand. Mm -hmm. uh, some of those shots were done where it's like okay that outfit is waist up and then the, on his legs are CGI because his legs in the movies are very skinny like bones or whatnot. So yeah, 
and they use like a green cover green pants whatever uh and then also from the insanely right uh i you know pans labyrinth like i would say the face of it is that ram goat looking monster right now that creature is the, the, like like 10 feet tall or whatever and it's cool to see him like walking around and whatnot and it, as he's like, kind of holding hands of others to try to just get around but just the costumes alone with that uh and again being in the environment of where they're filming not just around a studio uh is why it kind of for me puts it on top of anything else i've mentioned already that movie's got doug jones in it he's the one that's the ram or whatever and okay yeah is such a dope actor people forget how good this guy is but i got some yeah. of the stuff he's been on right here so pan's labyrinth right away but he's also star trek discovery he's um mm. uh suru in that suru yeah oh shit yeah yeah what yeah. we do in the yeah. shadows he's baron Afanas. um god he's in everything he's in hocus pocus no. he's the zombie in hocus pocus uh, Gosh, man, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's one of the better careers, and he's the guy that you probably don't remember. He's in Legion as a monster. He's in Mystery Men as the guy that's wearing his underwear. He's in Hellboy. He's the fish guy <laughs> in Hellboy. He's literally anytime they need a skinny oh, dude, wow. they pick him. And so, just shout out to Doug Jones. Uh, what an, a stellar actor. The Shape of Water. He's yeah. the watery guy. <laughs> so. Damn, he's definitely employed by Guillermo del Toro, like every yes, movie. Then <laughs> for sure, that's a really good choice. Okay. So uh, now we're on to our number twos. Jonathan, what do you got for number two? Now that we've been talking about him so much, I don't know if this really qualifies for number two because it probably didn't take as much work as some of these other ones, but I'm going Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yes. yeah, that's my number one. I'm spoiled. Oh, is spoiler. It? Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> well, all these other ones, it's like, well, this stuff was super hard to pull off, and yet this seems like they did so much practical effects, but they're doing a steampunk kind of grunge feel that they're. I think they were probably able to make it fit easier yeah. than some of the other stuff where they got to cover it up a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, but either way, that movie was looked really cool, really, you know, phenomenal. Everything's practical effect, right? I mean, yeah. we got the car chases, yeah. explosions, Costa. I mean, like, yeah, yeah real flames. What's, what's CGI that really sometimes it's kind of crazy. That there's so much practical effects and it's crazy stunts that they've done that. Now we're mm-hmm. questioning what CGI instead yeah. of the other yeah, way around. That's a good problem so. to have. I imagine probably some of the, some of the backgrounds here and there, they might've had to, you know, yeah. add some CGI or something like that. Yeah, for but sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know of any CGI that they specifically used in that movie. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to remember Like even there's a part where like, there's these like ghostly figures walking around, but it's actually guys on stilts. Like I, I can't tell mm-hmm. you if there's what CGI shots there are on there, but I have a feeling yeah. that it had to be something, but I just can't tell you. It's so crazy that yeah. all that going on. Um, that was actually the movie because it got Furiosa coming out, the, the new one, the spinoff, yeah. where I was like, I want to do practical effect movie because you know what? Thomas has never seen a Mad Max movie. Oh, like, man. Damn. Yeah, they're good. I love them all. And that's just coming out in a few weeks, right? I uh, no, coming out pretty soon? It's, it's coming out, I think it was May. It's oh, May. okay, okay. So uh, we're going to, I'm going to have him watch Mad Max. We, we're going over the, the calendar of everything that's coming out this year and what movies to kind of, cause sometimes we like to do like, Oh, the number one, let's watch that one. Number two is coming out. So I said, beyond mm-hmm. Thunderdome, you're going to watch beyond Thunderdome. Tina Turner is the bad guy. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's such a good movie. Tina yeah. Turner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. No if you guys haven't seen them, all the movies are good practical effects movies, but yeah, Fury Road nails it. And so you just took that off my list. Yeah. I have backups and I'm moving into those spots. So we're okay. <laughs> yeah. The downside of working from the bottom up though. That's true. That's right. Actually, you're right. I, I really <laughs> like the competitive version. We do it the other way around, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Okay, so, and also like Jurassic Park was on my list, but that's being moved because you already picked it. I don't want to tie up with you. I want to find something new. 
in the, yeah. in the mm-hmm. So my number two right. is going to be Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, even Empire Strikes Back with that Hoth planet, all that practical effects, it felt so cold. Um, but the original Star mm-hmm. Wars, think of like the Cantina scene alone. When you're trying to create right. all these characters and you know you're you're using like the the robot they use as the bartender was a coffee maker that they had to modify for the scene and later on when they do the mandalorian and they need a character and it's gonna be this assassin drone they're like hey remember that coffee maker that you just glued some buttons to he's a full-fledged character now <laughs> you know and okay. so do they still make that model coffee maker let's go pick one yeah up. seriously we need to make another droid like, actually, that's his curing on the side um <laughs> but yeah it's one of those things where they had to use any little thing they could just to make this movie as cheap as possible and get it out there and we've built so mm-hmm. much on top of it that now these clicks like there's no touchscreen in star wars it, it, these clicks for some reason control these massive spaceships and uh mm-hmm. it's just you know star trek has the same quote-unquote problem where there's like you're basing it off of 1960s technology say 70s for star wars um and i think the practical effects were so good that it has that lasting effect where Today we we applaud when Dave Filoni has the the Mandalorian use something that feels old school like that with the clicks and the switches, and that's because the practical mm-hmm. effects were dope. Yeah, they nailed it. And and just like we were saying with Star Trek, the Star Star Wars also did a lot of stuff where they had models of their ships. Yes, and the cameras would pan around them and stuff like that. So that's that's just amazing that it looks so good doing that kind of that kind of uh, work. One of the more famous ship shots in all oh, cinema, I would say, is that one where the very opening of of A New Hope. Where it's panning over the top of you, you see it just chasing uh, Leia's ship, mm-hmm. which they end Rogue One on. Oh, so cool! And so, um, but that shot right there, it's you know, it's just a model ship above the camera, and then they do the lasers mm-hmm. as kind of hiding some stuff. Sometimes they were saying because like it'll flash yeah. the whole screen because it's like yeah, it's kind of hiding something that we didn't want you to see. It's <laughs> it's super cool. Uh, Squeaks, what do we got for year number two? Oh, this is tough because right now I want to uh, do what you're doing is to kind of move things around because yeah. it's already been mentioned. So my number two originally was going to be Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, Jurassic Park. Um, uh, but I'm going to go with the American Werewolf in London. Nice. I've uh, that. Jump into the horror area. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, a lot of these old school like already 80s horror films like are all basically uh, practical effects, really. Yeah. Uh, and the makeup is insane from uh, Freddy Krueger, the big ugly Jason. I mean, you know, it's 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 Halloween, right? So yeah, Freddy Krueger. Uh, what I like about American too, yeah. Werewolf, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> what I like about American Werewolf in London is that uh, they did a super crazy job on the slashes or like the bites on people mm-hmm. with them when it comes to the makeup, and then seeing the werewolf uh, transform and having that, um, like this. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the image, but it's like. The bone halfway, cracking yeah like halfway yeah. morphing right so you got yeah. some part human and some part uh werewolf and you just got the snout with fangs but like the eyes and everything is still human looking so uh i'm gonna do uh props to to yeah werewolf in london i love to see when when teams like that are are creating new processes new techniques to make something look realistic it's just it's an engineering challenge that yeah. they these guys are you think they're just, you know, cameramen or painters like, no, these guys are creating new technology, new mechanisms yeah, to yeah. make the motion that they want it to, to make. And that's really cool to see. I'd be, I like what you said, though. It would be cool to bring a team that's done something back then to what would mm-hmm. they do now? You know, yeah. with with the stuff that there is now nowadays. So mm-hmm. that'd be interesting. No, we're headed number one, guys. This is the top dogs. It has to be your best. Do Oh, do you want to do honorable mentions before you get into number ones? No, because I'm using my honorable mentions right now. I'm filling them in, so I don't want to waste them. 
Okay, What's your number okay. one, John? Uh, my number one's going to be Inception. That rotating uh, room yeah. scene. Oh, man. There's so many cool scenes in Inception. Uh, even when, like when they're in that cafe, I still don't know exactly how they did it, but I've seen that people say this is uh, all practical effects. But when they uh, blast all the the market yeah. products and stuff like that into the street, like, I, I mean, yeah, anyways, I'm sure there's some air cannons and there's stuff like that. There's going to be some CGX. I can't stuff. imagine they fold a city on top of itself. Either. The levitation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really big mirrors. That's, you know what? It's possible. Yeah, that's probably. Flexible. Yeah. But no, but the hallway scene <laughs> is kind of like an example, like one of the best um, examples of it. Yeah. So when you see the behind the scenes and this massive machine they made, this rings on on rollers and its whole mechanism and has to be super precise or else the room's going to flex and stuff while you're in it. And, you know, to to build that and then you put the actors in it and they have to train for, I think it was weeks and how to maneuver inside that room to be able to film it and do take after take to get that right. It's like that's pretty darn cool. Or, you know, that's it's just such a, an engineering feat yeah. again to to make something like that. And it's a small shot too. It's not even like it's a long scene. It's merely mixed into them yeah. doing other things. Really. When you think about that cutaway to that, they're also doing the snow scene. It's like a thing where everything's collapsing yeah. at one time. So it, and the car is falling in slow motion yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but it, it, it lasts a long time because it's broken up so much. And it's such a, it, it really ties in the story. Like it really makes, makes it so realistic that, Oh crap, we're spinning. We're losing control of this, you know, dimension or whatever so it's like really effective in in the storytelling i never thought about how how much of a slow-mo camera they had to use to get that van because you cannot you have to really bring it slow and you can't have frames blurring frame clipping. so it has to be like really good slow-mo camera on that one Mm -hmm. i could imagine that uh, making slow motion more precise is how we could use uh ai nowadays in filming yeah so imagine like creating the frames in between the frames, you know, in, in other scenes, like you can yeah. create a stop motion and speed it up, but in something like that, you slow it down as slow as a camera can go and then make it four times slower with, with AI, you know, drafting frames in between. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure they're already working on it for sure. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My number one, and it's tough cause there's so many good ones here, but I'm going to go with Batman from 1989. So oh, okay. Michael okay. Keaton's Batman, this is a movie, if you think about it, that kind of, in my opinion, brought back the superhero genre in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. is iconic. I mean, we're, we've always, you know, compared this Batman to, uh, to, to the Batmans that we get nowadays and, and, and moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, and I think the fact that they did this before this movie, the action stars had to be strong and buff and brr, they had to be Sylvester Stallone. Michael Keaton wasn't. He was a comedian, com- comedic actor for the most part. And then they put him in a foam suit, which at the time was kind of joked about. Sylvester Stallone famously was like, this is stupid. But now it's how everything's done. Like, they sure they work out a lot, but there's foam in that suit too. And uh, yeah. it's such an iconic look. And then, again, the fact that his cowl, the, it, didn't, it couldn't bend. Like, he couldn't turn his head. And it's fixed mm-hmm. in the Christopher, Christopher Nolan movies, but in those ones it wasn't. And... Um, he still made it look cool. He still made it look cool to be a guy who can't turn his head, but it's, you just watch it, you're fine. And then Michael, or, uh, I'm sorry, Jack Nicholson playing Joker, being able to uh, move around that museum and then their fight at the top of the, of the uh, uh, tower and stuff like that. All that was all practical effects. The big balloons or even the Batwing are all practical effects. Yeah. And that way the Batwing flies in front of the, the moon. Too. One of the most iconic shots yep. I can think of in a Batman movie. And 
that movie was so, I think, important to land because if it didn't land that movie, you didn't get all the Batmans that came after that and then them trying other superhero movies out. Because when you talk yeah. about like the MCU starting off, they had to use examples like Blade worked, Batman works. We have a Spider-Man, boom, Spider-Man works. Let's try Iron Man next. And I think if it wasn't for Batman working out, we might not have had superheroes. It would still be kind of like, oh, comics are for geeks or for kids. And, proof, you know, it could be mainstream. All right, Squeaks, what do you got for your number one? That was good. That was good. You scared me a little bit because I thought you were picking what I was picking. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if this is my number one because we moved things around a little bit because um, I think Jurassic Park still like holds up yeah. to this day. Uh, it's crazy. But I'm going to go with The Dark Knight, Batman. Oh, so he nice. said Batman. I was like, fuck, man, I got to pick things something else. Yeah. And the reason I'm, uh, a couple of things I'm saying that is that I believe it was built in a hangar, but I could be wrong. But they build an actual bat cave mm-hmm. uh, for this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what the shit? That's badass, right? To do the filming. Also, they flip trucks bef- uh, trucks in the streets. They try to get the actual like, crashings. Um, uh, they, uh, for the football field, uh, they exploded or like, you know, destroyed some of it. And then CGI came in and did the rest of it, which is again, backtracking to how much like it's, it's great to see the combination of the two instead of just all CGI or practical effects. Um, there were, uh, times when the, it would, um, use a cemetery for like, uh, the actual like scenery, but then CGI would come in and kind of just change the names off of plates. Yeah. Uh, but still using your environment. Right. Uh, so I think this is what it's going to be, what it is for me. Explosions. And all I can think about is I don't know how far it went with the explosions of Joker and the hospital, right? If I remember, they right actually blew up the hospital. They only had one shot to make it work. That's why when he's a little bit startled <laughs> by it, it was because it was like it wasn't working. <laughs> they actually had it like it wasn't working yeah. well. And Heath Ledger is it so was great that a kind of improvised. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, and they made the tumbler by the way. Like, Guys, what the heck? Yeah. And yeah, they actually yeah. made that. They that, did what? They made the tumbler. They made the Batmobile in those movies. They actually, oh, it's real. Yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. a thing. And um, that's so freaking cool. Dark Knight Rises with Bane when they when they uh, destroys that plane and drops it in midair from That's a bigger a plane one. like mm-hmm. they yeah. they legit it took a plane up there and dropped it for that scene. Crazy. It's like oh man, that's dope. I mean, obviously over like yeah. some open pasture or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's Not even one. on my list, squeaks. Yeah. And that was a really good pick. I, I want to yeah, also I, re- <laughs> these are all Christopher Nolan movies. We keep talking. I did Oppenheimer. Jonathan, you did it. You know, these are all uh, yeah. they're all Oppenheimer or they're all Christopher Nolan. So. Um, yeah. shout out to Christopher Nolan. We did a whole month of Christopher Nolan movies over on uh Challenge Accepted, and I keep getting praise for that, and I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, he's just what a director, right? Yeah, damn. Uh, honorable mentions, I'll get my two out of the way real quick. We have Guardians of the Galaxy 3, you wouldn't think is super good on practical effects. Mm-hmm. I've got the facts here. Mm-hmm. The film has sets the record for the most makeup appliances used in a single film, having more than 23,000 prosthetics on over a thousand actors. Damn. Yeah. So if you think about everybody, oh that's, yeah, I guess all those in, in that one world, right? Yes, the yeah, animal okay. people; those okay. are all actual yeah. makeup. They did CGI them. They could have. It would have been super easy, but James Gunn didn't want mm-hmm. to do that. And when they're actually yeah. you know, back in nowhere, and it's that town of people of different alien races, actual makeup. Yeah. He did it old school Star Wars ways, and that's that makes me happy for yeah. DCU. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my other one is Lord of the Rings, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, because uh, the way they made the Hobbit, and especially Gandalf, the size difference that was all practical effects for the most part. Um, and they, they had another set of actors that would stand in when they need somebody shorter and stuff. They did a lot of really cool practical effects on that one and, and really good yeah. shots. Who else do we have for honorable mm-hmm. mentions? Sure. Any My, mission impossible movie, right? 
Oh yeah. 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 They do a lot. Very good stunts yeah. that are done usually by Tom yeah, Cruise crazy. himself, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, John? Uh so one of my best ones, the movie In Time we reviewed not too long ago. There's a car scene where it jumps off the bridge. It almost looks like I cannot tell. I'm pretty sure that is a hundred percent a real Hot Wheels car. Yeah. But no, that's ter- that's an example of terrible, terrible practical. I, you know what's funny, John? So uh, I, I uh, me, uh, I've been pulling through, going through some of our old clips and bringing them back so I could like do for Throwback Thursdays. And I got that one, mm-hmm. and I was watching it again where you're discussing talking about. It. I was like, "There's no driveline oh, on that car," God. and like <laughs> it just flips, and it's just like this thing is plastic at best. It's so funny. Like you, yeah, you almost expect you're gonna see the stamp on yeah. the bottom, like Hot Wheels TM. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that that was just a. They tried. I'm sure they could have done better. In but, a normally, uh, like in an very outside of obvious. that phenomenal movie that people haven't seen. Oh, it. yeah. If people you don't even know it. about it half the time. But yeah, yeah. Justin Timberlake, really oh, good physical uh, direct. Killian Murphy. Everybody's loving Killian Murphy right now. Yeah. He's the bad guy that yep. you're rooting for, actually. Yeah. In time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, one other one I want to mention is Independence Day. Uh, oh, good. I've yeah. seen a lot of videos yeah. about it, too, about them. Uh, especially like any movie where they have to build those tiny models and then destroy them, blow them up. God, I can't imagine the hours painstakingly building and painting these tiny little structures just to see them blown up and like, all right, guys, let's let's build it two, three, four more times so we can shoot it again. Like, oh my God, that's that's a lot of work. But it comes out looking really clean when you see the little shrapnel pieces yeah. of wood and, and parts of the building flying. It's it looks super believable. So. I always want those though. Cool. I hate to see those visits right. You know, it's like one of those Star Trek <laughs> ships. I know, I know um, Enterprise from uh, Next Gen got sold recently. I would absolutely, I would like dedicate a room to my house to that ship. It doesn't, I don't need, you know, whatever. This room, it's gone. And just have it floating right behind me. That would be so cool. I'd hate to blow those up all the time. Yeah, I'd rather like somebody make a museum of like Hollywood props like that, that they can save. Like, hey, make... When you're making Independence Day, make the White House, but make, you know, eight of them and only blow up seven <laughs> yeah. so we can save yeah. one of them for this museum, you know, donate that or seems something. Like or sell it at auction. Somewhere. That seems like a, that would be a museum yeah. somewhere. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I know Maybe. different studios have their stuff, right? Like WB has their WB. Um, I think it's just called WB Videos, actually. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think of when I went to the tour. But yeah, like, I don't know if Paramount has theirs, but we did the WB tour. It was cool to go see the Batman area because you can see all the vehicles and the suits. Uh, up there, mm-hmm. same with Harry Potter. Like all the outfits are a mannequin. So, oh, so yeah, they do like a museum on studios. their studio. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> well, guys. Know. Let us know your favorite practical effect movie. What we already forgot and what you're mad, uh, mad about. So uh, hit us up on the social media and talk about your favorites. <laughs> um, this just got me wanting to watch some movies. <laughs> to be honest with you, so yeah. I think we'll be doing that <laughs> here pretty soon. Yeah, those, those Dark Knight ones are good. Um, all right, yeah. guys. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.